0: Item finder and navigate the physical space with a map. Some locations will also have Scan As You Go for quicker checkout. Walmart hopes to roll out the new setup in 200 stores this fiscal year and another 1,000 by the next. Deborah Rodriguez. CBS News. California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a law banning two dozen toxic chemicals from being used in cosmetics. They're known to cause cancer. They're banned in Europe. California is the first U.S. state to do so. It will also require cosmetic companies to disclose harmful ingredients. I'm Cammie McCormick, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule.
1: Changing the world one life at a time.
0: The changes in my husband has been phenomenal. He was resisting the, oh, another, you know, another scam of yours. And I said, this is not a scam. I said, look at what I can do. Look at the energy. I was battling with him for over a year. But then he saw the readings on his blood work. They really changed to the positive. They were very, very negative, and he was having a lot of trouble. He was in and out of the hospital and all that kind of stuff. Now he's kind of like Tarzan. No, not really. (laughs) But they really have escalated to a point where the doctor keeps smiling all the time. What are you doing? What are you doing? He said, I just listened to my wife again, and I'm doing balance of nature. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. Local folks have been coming to White's Mill for generations and chances are it's where your great grandparents had their corn ground into meal or feed. Today, White's Mill has been renovated into the most unique retail space around. You'll find everything from local firm pottery, Native American jewelry and leather goods, to growing supplies, pet supplies, and all your bird feeding needs. White Snow, because great service never gets old. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and better yet, 1.5 miles after the Richland Avenue roundabout on 682. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, Irvine counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Hi,
2: I'm Brent Hartman, owner of O'Neill Hartman Insurance, and I'd like to tell you yet another reason why you should consider moving your insurance to O'Neill Hartman Insurance. Reason number two, rate lock. Ever have your auto premium go up after an accident? Would you like to prevent any future rate increases? Well, you're in luck. Erie Insurance will lock in your auto insurance rate, and these problems will be erased. Give us a call today to find out more. 797-4685. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of
1: repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis,
2: Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 590 1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens.
3: In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. 49
0: degrees
2: outside beautiful sunshine And it's a Thursday. I know some of you have been uh, told that we were going to have Joe Burrow's parents on today. That is to been changed to tomorrow. Uh, the reason being that Robin, um, his mother, uh, could only spare a few minutes this morning, and we wanted to have her on longer than that, so uh, tomorrow worked out much better. So that's uh, what we're doing tomorrow on yabba do Yabba-Dabba-Doo. What is it? You got it. Did it? Uh, did I? Okay. yabba dabba <sighs> Okay, I can't say it on a Thursday, only Fridays. <laughs> Anyway, good morning, folks. Uh, Party line on the air on this um, 1st of October.
4: October already. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think we got an announcement yesterday from the mayor's office indicating that um, trick-or-treat this year, um, you know, there have been different ideas floated around, like having trick-or-treat caravans or or, um, drive-bys and stuff like that. Uh, but they're going to do it the regular way uh, from 5.30 to 6.30 I don't remember which date exactly but anyway we'll, we'll have plenty of information about that between now and then but the point is uh, a more conventional way or, or more like it's been done for years and uh, of course there are uh, guidelines I mean there's going to be masks and stuff like that but Other than that, and um, personally, I'm pleased with that announcement. All right.
4: And that's for the entire city of Athens, we we presume? Yes. Okay.
2: Now, the Halloween um, celebration on Court Street that weekend, no. Yeah, the block party has been canceled. That's a no-no. Yes. And... um, Boy, that it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. <laughs> oh, boy. But um, anyway. Boy. All right. Let's see here. Today is, uh, what did I say? Uh, October oh, 1st. Oh, October 1st. Thank yeah. you. I just lost my thought for a moment. Looking back, as a highlight in history, October 1st, the year 2017, a gunman opened fire from a room at the Mandalay Bay Casino uh, Hotel there in Las Vegas on a crowd of some 22,000 country music fans at a concert um, happening below, leaving 58 people dead and more than 800 injured in the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. The gunman, who was 64-year-old Stephen Craig Paddock, killed himself before officers arrived in that room. amazing you know how can, how can one person um, fifty eight dead and eight hundred injured terrible he
4: had an automatic weapon as I did that mm-hmm. which was
2: just but you know I, I mean i've i've um I've never owned but I've course, in the service, I was trained to use those. Sure. Um, suddenly, I forget the, the, the nomenclature. Anybody want to call and help out? But, um, let's see, AR-15, so an M-15? What, 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 was, what was it
4: called? Yeah, yep, probably that.
2: Um, anyway, you know, if you, you could pull the trigger... As often as you wanted, you know. And then the magazine—I can't remember how many it held—but uh, you could very quickly change magazines. Push a button; it pops out. Slap another one in, uh, or slide another one in. Um, yeah,
4: the M M15s. M15. 16s, M4s.
2: Uh, I had the M16. I don't know, is that still the standard? Uh, surely they've come up with something else since. Because that was 1970, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, let's see here. What else do we have? Um, let's see, on this date, in 1908, Henry Ford introduced his Model T to the market. I don't remember, uh, of course I don't remember this, this is 1910, but I don't even remember hearing of this. In 1910, the offices of the Los Angeles Times were destroyed by a bomb explosion and subsequent fire. 21 Times employees were killed. I don't ever remember hearing of this. What year was that? 1910. Hmm. In 1937, Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black delivered a radio address in which he acknowledged being a former member of the Ku Klux Klan, but said he had dropped out of that organization before becoming a U.S. Senator. 1957 the motto in God we trust began appearing on our paper currency here in our country I I thought I went back farther than that but 1957 let's see is it on all denominations or all denominations is that the right word yeah it could be let's see here's a $10 bill yeah it's on
4: coins bills and
2: uh in god we trust yep on the back mhm and a dollar yes and the last one i have here is a 20 and yes all right well mercy i've got more money than i knew <laughs> you hit the jackpot what, what in the world where did all this come from a 40 <laughs> $50, 60 $61 I have in my wallet. How about that? I had no idea. How about I that? I rarely carry cash, folks. Oh, $62. Oh, well. There's a young man I've gotten to know. <clears throat> how do you? How do I want to say this? I don't want it to sound... I don't want to use the improper term. But I probably will, because I don't know what else to say. He's a beggar. He sits at a particular intersection, um, or off-ramp, that I use often.
4: I think they're called panhandlers, Okay. maybe.
2: And um, I'm there so often, stopped waiting for the lights to change, that he and I have ended up carrying on conversations. And um, I've even given him a couple bucks here and there, you know. Um, But he's got a car running now. He's been working on it for quite some time. And he's got a car running, and he's hoping to um, start helping deliver food, you know, for restaurants and things like that. Good for him. It's kind of neat how, and he's excited. Okay, we have a caller. Uh, let's see what's on their mind, too. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Um, in regard to God we trust on our money, that wasn't on there prior to the uh, McCarthy era, you know.
2: Well, you don't I, know. I just hadn't remembered.
0: Yeah, with the, with the communists, you know, there's communists around every corner. We could have the same kind of thing now.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: As you know, we'll keep attaching... Uh, Words like socialist and things like that, you know, to Democrats, Um, which is a shame.
2: Well, any any label, I think, is a shame. Mm -hmm. Even um, uh, liberal or, I mean, all of those bother me. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I hope you
0: say something this morning about this new term we have.
2: Which Which I didn't
0: know existed. Help me. And you probably don't. uh, The Power Boys.
2: Oh, I just learned of it a couple days ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, (coughs) well, it was right after the debate, I guess. So, was that yesterday? Anyway, um, not the debate, but the reaction. And um, that there is such a thing.
0: It sounds like a, a benign term. But the reality is, it's no different than what was going on in 1957. Gotcha. And that's a shame, because, you know, people who are Republicans may be labeled with that term. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame, because, you know, uh, as you said, uh, these terms are just horrible, and they they blacken the image of, of good people. So, uh, you know, it's just something that's out there. Thank you very much.
2: You bet. Thank you. Uh, it's a Thursday edition, folks. Your call is entirely welcome. We're having a free-for-all. And if you missed the early part of the program uh, and tune in just now to hear um, Joe Burrow's parents, uh, that's going to be tomorrow now,
4: okay? Yes, uh, looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. You know, you were talking about the uh, M-15s, earlier M-16s. Uh, the, the standard issue now for the U.S. military is the m4 carbine has a firing range of 550 yards and uh, rate of fire 700 to 950 rounds per minute do that again how many 700 to 950 rounds per minute
2: okay divide that by 60.
4: uh well roughly you would get about
2: I, it's hard for me to think the sun's shining in my eyes <laughs> what, what, what what divide well, if, that by how many a second then
4: yeah if if it was six hundred divided by sixty, that would be ten per second, so probably around twelve to thirteen, wow, fourteen,
2: wow, okay, hard to imagine, yeah <clears throat> um, but think of that, you know here you are over um. A concert taking place up on the what? What floor was he? 25, something like that? Yeah, he
4: was up there enough, yeah.
2: And um, just indiscriminately pointing a gun at people. Nuts. Yes, totally. Okay, back to our phones. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I appreciated hearing Bruce Underwood yesterday clarify some things for you and for the rest of us out here listening, including... I was wondering, whatever happens to those four barrels that have sticks and branches in? It?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought I wanted to be able to do that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know if I was allowed to do that or not, but they kept picking it up. But now, I, anyway, I'm still. I guess I'm going to go start buying these paper bags that they. Um, I don't know if the city sells them or if you yeah, get them yeah, at the hardware got- store or where. They saw them at the rec center. Okay. They have to have
1: a stamp on there, yeah. and also at that, um, I think code.
2: O- the code the office. office. Okay.
1: Over on Kern Street, they have a stamp on there showing the paid
2: Okay.
1: Buck and a half or whatever it is, mm. but that's another. You need to call in, tell them you have a pickup, and they'll pick up it up on Tuesdays and Fridays. That kind of those bags. But yeah. uh, I also wanted to say, you were spot on on yesterday, just before you talked to Bruce, you said, we need to have something like a mute button on there. And the, the committee or whatever, commission or something, are looking into doing that for the next
2: debates. I saw an article this morning that I didn't bring in, but it basically uh, says it is uh, going to occur. Right. So... Um,
1: I was thinking that too,
2: when I was listening to that first part. Mm-hmm. it was just awful
1: uh, and he continues to be just awful. I don't know how something like that can
2: get elected, but well, I, I guess only in america um, i I don't know what to say, well, but thank you Thank you for thinking of the mute button. I was well, uh, you know I thought I turned to my wife uh, oh, I don't know ten minutes in and said this is not being done well and that if they have these rules where they're supposed to be two minutes uninterrupted followed by the other per point of view two minutes uninterrupted um, they could control the microphones and um, anyway anyway but then, of course, um, and that was from a, a point of view of being a broadcaster and knowing how equipment works and stuff like that. Well, the
1: other, night, or the other day you said, gee, I think our transmitter went out. I think it also went out the other night after the bait about 3.30, all of a sudden clicked off and
2: yeah.
1: you hear others' channels coming in on the AM side. And I noticed at night when Jim Bohannon's on and there's a break. There's just dead silence again. So it's it's not whatever your engineers do is not fixed at that time. Yeah. Although in the morning, for fresh or first light or whatever it's called, they do have music on at those kind of breaks. But uh, a lot of times overnight, you don't have, you just have that dead silence, and then you're liable to fall asleep again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he places. Music.
2: What are you doing up at those hours?
1: Oh, I just...
2: Okay. I, peeing. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <Go>. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'll... <laughs> go back you, to bed. <laughs> <laughs> go back to bed. It's oh. nice. You don't have to worry about getting up in the morning. You just get up whenever you want to. Okay. Thank
1: okay. you yabba dabba do for a Thursday. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> you you don't have to say it tomorrow now. I said it for you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I can't wait to the Burroughs family tomorrow, fair, the parents. Fair enough. It'd be great. You uh, bet. I hope. When, so. when he's on, when they're on, they're, you can't get any calls, can you, like from us, because you're using those lines for them?
2: Well, uh, yes and no, but, I mean, um, we put in a new office phone system here probably a year and a half ago. And the old-fashioned phone system, we could do all sorts of things that the new one doesn't. And yet it should be able to, and that's on... Just yesterday, we put on the list to improve um, the interfacing between the old system and the new system. Anyway, never mind. Does that mean that it could happen in the future, but right now it's difficult to do. Because I got to think of it, those are the
1: lines you're using to get those people to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if we called you, it'd be nothing
2: but busy. Um, let me think about this. Uh, generally, I use I steal FM's line for that. Oh, but um, well, there's two people. Some t- you have somebody at th- one place. One then one we one. set up a conference call. Oh, okay. So it only occupies one of our lines. Okay. This is more information than our audience needs to know, though.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm enthralled. Okay. I enjoy
2: it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. 970-WATH, Party Line. And <clears throat> with great pride, we bring you... I-N-E-P-T, Inept
0: Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw.
3: Coach Turf, I know you and your staff have been busy this week preparing for another road game. That's right. We
5: are getting ready for another road ball game. We make all of our road trips in our 1937 Packard, and I did want to ask you, because you've been driving it around this week, how things have been going in that rascal.
3: Well, Coach, I've been doing real well, uh, except for the flat tire. We got that taken care of. I did want to know... Uh, are you supposed to put diesel fuel or kerosene in the gas tank?
5: Well, uh, you know, uh, regular old gasoline would run just fine in that thing, but that that rascal's uh, been had a little of everything in that fuel tank, and we found out that it'll run just fine on beer.
3: Well, that certainly seems like a waste to me, Coach. But nevertheless. <laughs> What about our road trip coming up this week?
5: that's right. We are having another road ball game this week. We're going clean to the beach because we play in Seashore State over at their place. And I do understand from our advanced scouts that they do have a real... Uh, Tremendous home field advantage over there. They got a little bit different surface that they play on. Understand that their field has got quite a bit of sand on it, and that makes uh, the footing real treacherous and a little sloppy sometimes over there.
3: Makes it difficult uh, preparing and practice, I guess, on your field to go to a different type of surface.
5: Well, that's right. You know, we got lots of surfaces that we play on. We got what you call your grass, we got what you call your dirt, we got what you call your asphalt. We don't have anything uh, resembling sand, and I do have a rule for my ball players we don't play on it unless a horse eats it I'll be back with coach turf right after this message
2: and uh, with some pride the Ohio University Inn sponsors this today (laughs) okay
3: coach turf the game this weekend will be the halfway point in your season you're 0 and 4 going into the game with Seashore State that's awful nice of you to remind us and what have you got planned for uh, this uh, ball club coming up this weekend
5: well, you know, uh, we've played uh, four ball games so far this season. We've tried just about a little of everything, trying right things that haven't been going too right. You know, uh, we, we tried new offenses. We tried new defenses. We tried new linebackers. And we tried substituting new quarterbacks in there. We tried bringing folks up from the Texas squad. We've tried just about a little of everything. So what we're going to do this week is try something what never has been tried before.
3: You're going to have an innovation this weekend.
5: Well, not only that, we're thinking up something original, something nobody's ever done before. What we're going to do is we're going to take all of our boys, what plays on the offensive side of the football, and we're going to move them over to defense. Then we're going to take everybody, what plays on the defensive side of the football, and let them play offense. So we figure we can't do no worse than what we've done already.
3: It'll be a little bit difficult for them to learn their assignments in this short a period, won't it?
5: Well, not any more difficult than it has been to learn what they're supposed to do original.
3: Coach Turf, it does seem like a rather drastic measure you're doing this week, especially with a big conference game coming up next week.
5: Well, now wait a minute. We're not worried about next week. We play these ball games one at a time. That's completely out of our minds. We're worried about playing Seashore State on the road this week, and and of course in practice we've done uh, flip-flopped our defenses and our offenses and our offenses and our our defense, because everybody knows when you go to the beach you got to wear flip-flops, and so this is our flip-flop game plan.
2: Listening again, sports fans, for the next
3: thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of Inept Tech, the
4: coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art (laughs) Turf.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um. You know, I got to ask you, Scott.
4: (laughs) After that.
2: (laughs) Um. You know, you are a sports enthusiast. You worked in the sports industry. Um, What what, was your impression of um, this program? Uh, The
4: first thing I thought of, and really the first time I heard this, and I can remember thinking, this the, the coach sounds a lot like some of the coaches that are still out there coaching today. Mm. I I don't know if I should say who. No, that's not. (laughs) But, uh, you know, coaches are so full of cliché after cliché after cliché. But this this one, the spoof on it is pretty funny, especially when they flit and they get off the subject of football and they talk about driving a Packard Mm. (laughs) that runs on beer. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
4: to me, it's just kind of a deflection from football, and again, it's a spoof. You know, it's a parody, but it's supposed
2: to make you smile.
4: It is, and you know, being in the sports world as much as I have been, uh, not only as a player, but as an administrator too, it's just funny to hear some of this stuff, and reminds me, like I said, of some of the stuff you still hear from coaches today. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I it makes me smile. What I think about some of those different coaches.
2: Well, uh, whatever. We hope you do uh, have a a smile or a chuckle once in a while. Uh, That's the whole point of it. All right. Let's see here. What else can we do? Let's talk about some birthdays. Uh, Jimmy, uh, um, former president Jimmy Carter's 96 today. Julie Andrews. Let's see. That would be Sound of Music and all that, right? Mm -hmm. 80, 85. Stella Stevens, actress, 82. Oh, Jerry Martini, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, 77. <coughs> Excuse me. Rod Carew from baseball, 75. Um, Randy Quaid, 70, actor. Mm hmm. Well, Theresa May, former British Prime Minister, uh, 64. Mark McGuire from baseball, 57. Cindy Margolis, actor and model, too, really, 55. Mm. when you hear me humming like that I'm skipping names that I just don't they don't pop out at me but on any given day we have probably (coughs) excuse me we probably have um, you know 40 or so names we could share with you many times more actually anyway let's just skip down to the youngest person to be uh, listed today An actor, they're calling him. Jack Stanton, who is all of 12 years of age. Mercy. All right, well, today is National Fire Pup Day. I read that this morning, and I'm thinking, okay, what's, what are we talking about here? And then it occurred to me, over the years, there's this picture of a tr- a dog that is uh, uh, somehow or other associated with the fire department and is riding in parades on a fire truck. That's got to be what they're talking about, right?
4: Yep. That's exactly what it is. You may have seen the Dalmatians that ride on the uh, horse-drawn, uh, with the big horses, the pergeron horses. Mm-hmm. That pull the, uh, well, the infamous Budweiser carriage. There's always a Dalmatian sitting up there with the okay. the two fellows driving it. A fire pup. That's what they're called.
2: Well, you know, we have, um, police pups, too. And, um, you know, but they often have a purpose. In other words, they can sniff out this or that. And, um help the the law enforcement folks. What does a fire pup do? They can't pull hoses. They can't, um, I guess they're just um, a good friend, huh? Yeah,
4: kind of like a mascot, okay. something like that. And, you know, I mentioned Pergerons, Clydesdales, you know, take your pick. They're a lot in the same. The big guys. The big horses, yes. The big horse.
2: It's National Hair Day.
4: And thankful that we have hair.
2: National, well, some don't. Anyway. I meant me and you. Oh. <coughs> well, I don't know. It's it's what's there. Well, yeah. I don't have much choice in the matter. Yeah, that's right. Um, as others that don't have hair don't have much choice in it. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> It's National Hair Day, whatever that means. It's National <laughs> Homemade Cookies Day. Nobody can complain about that. Nope, make mine chocolate chip. And the last one, National Black Dog Day. We have two basically black dogs. We now have a guest dog in the house who had uh, some surgery yesterday. And uh, Sebastian is its his name. So... Uh, we're all watching him closely to make sure he recovers well. Okay. I saw a story this morning that uh, initially, well, I don't know. I was, I was going to say initially just really annoyed me. Because here I am living in Athens, Ohio. Appalachia. Appalachia for years has had a certain degree of negativity, negative, um, you know, poor, um, all, all those negative things. And my dad and I used to talk about one minute it be neat to have a national mock political convention in the combo? And it might be uh, that we would only, um, rather national, uh, let me change that term, from national to Appalachian. And try to work harder on changing the image of Appalachia from poverty to pulse, P-U-L-S-E, the pulse of the nation. Well, anyway, so I, I brought in this story this morning, and it was, um, the, I first saw it on Channel 4, uh, not, it was on their website. I, I'm sure they also had a, a video version of it. Uh, and there's names involved here. And, I, you know, folks, since uh, I apologize to those people who named, are named in here, but on the other hand, it's been published in, on Channel 4, and so I'll, I'll just go with it as it is. So the headline... In Appalachia, Ohio, war on poverty rages on. So you can see where that headline would grab me. Because I don't like it. I don't like Appalachia having that image. Oh, look what went wrong here. The couple first lines didn't print. Oh, yeah. On each page. Mm -hmm. What's that all about?
4: Just cropped it right off. Yeah.
2: (coughs) Well, okay, so it names someone, but that's not on here. It didn't print. So, I don't have to apologize to that person. Anyway, so, we'll say, um, Jane Doe. Um and her two sons have moved from place to place over the years, sometimes struggling with homelessness. I hate this place. It's a hell hole and it is negative. It just sucks you dry, she said. Her story is not unique in Appalachian, Ohio. The area has been plagued with poverty for decades. It's been 56 years since Democratic President Lyndon Johnson unveiled his plan for a great society, which he did on the steps of Ohio University in Athens, and pledged to eliminate rural poverty and racial injustice across America. Despite many programs and initiatives, much of Appalachian Ohio still has a child poverty rates higher than 30 percent, according to the U.S. Census figures. Southeast Ohio used to be largely Democratic, but the former coal towns have turned fiercely Republican, despite many families benefiting from programs like cash assistance and food stamps. Here's a quote I didn't like LBJ, said Greg Fraunfelter, the Republican mayor of Logan. They wanted a hand up, and what it has become is we have three or four or five generations that are living by handout. Everyone wants to be given something. Well, in 2016, every county surrounding Athens voted for Donald Trump as president. Residents held on to his promise of bringing back manufacturing jobs to Ohio. Unemployment numbers were already high in the region before the coronavirus pandemic led to more job losses in an area that's overwhelmingly white, Trump's uh, sometimes racist comments about immigrants and people of color don't seem to bother some residents. Um, Now this is a quote from somebody else. His rhetoric sometimes is not all that great. I mean, He can make people mad, but at the forefront, I do feel like he has the United States number one, said a person by the name of Corey Hine, a resident of, and then my next page, I'm missing some words, but of of this area, we'll just put it like that. Um, They see the things he, that is Trump does, They see the things he says. They see the way he acts, women in particular, but yet, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it, he said. Now, Jack Freck is also quoted in here. (coughs) He, of course, has served as the Athens County Welfare Director for 33 years. And he said politicians, including the president, have used race as a wedge to keep poor people apart. He said the prejudice exhibited toward poor people in this country is entirely linked with the racial pre and that the problems plaguing poor white people in areas like southeast Ohio are similar to those of poor people of color in urban areas of the country namely unemployment issues with the criminal justice system, and substance abuse, among others. Well, the woman we first talked about is trying to break her own cycle of poverty and provide a better life for her children, steering clear of drugs that have taken the lives of so many people in her life. Reading a recent entry from her diary, she narrated, The good news is I know who I want to be, who I'm meant to be. My biggest fear is I will never get to be her. Um, this story, once again, uh, uh, at least initially, appeared in... Um, Channel 4 in Columbus. Part of the next Star organization, and uh, of course, folks, if you listen to this morning show here, uh, that which Scott hosts each morning from 6 to 9, probably 40 years ago, after Woody, uh, after Woody left the station, um, our host was Perry Sook, and today Perry is the chief officer of Nexstar, one hundred and eighty-nine television stations nationwide, including Channel Four. And what's the one down in uh, Charleston? CHS. Uh, yes. I think he has w- that C-H-S. one. CHS. Yes.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think he has um, W-O-W-K as well.
2: In Huntington, Charleston. I mean, maybe that's the one I'm yeah, thinking Yeah, I think of. it is. Okay. So not <coughs> as easy. Let me give you an update on the corona stats. I I hope that this you find this information useful. Uh, I always feel a little bit bad because the stats are of 2 o'clock the day before each day. And here I am giving them to you, what, 20 hours later, or 18, or whatever it is. In Athens, uh, we presently are listing 757 cases that have occurred since it all began on uh, March 12th. 155 of them are active, which also means there are 600 that uh, have had it and recovered. We have in the hospital right now 29 people. Uh, We also have had two deaths. They occurred very early on. So yesterday... Between the day before and yesterday at 2 o'clock, we added 17 new cases. Now, there's a stat that I, I like to mention, just because I think it's a positive statement. If we were like the rest of the state of Ohio, by now we should have had 877 cases. Remember, yesterday it was 757. So, we're doing better than the state in general. What about the state? Here's the figures. Here are the figures from yesterday. Um, As of yesterday, we've had a total now of 153,987 cases. That's an increase of 1,080 from the day before. Um, active cases, it's like, um, uh, 15, well, let's see, yeah, it's like 15,000, um, active cases, I think, if I'm doing my math right. Well, let let me stop doing that. Let me just give you exacts. Okay, so of the 153,987, so let's call it 154,000, 3,288 in the state of Ohio or in an ICU environment in the hospital. There are 12,228 in what I'll call a regular hospital room. We have had, as of yesterday, 4,804 deaths. Uh, we have 687 recovering at home now. This is statewide. And then a positive figure. I always like to end with that. We now have one hundred and thirty. I'm going to round it off. 133,000... ...recovered. That's 86.36%... ...of those that have... ...had it... ...are now recovered. The nation... ...let's just go with two figures... Well, three. As of yesterday, uh, there were seven million two hundred and nineteen thousand nine hundred and thirty seven cases in the United States. Um, yesterday's increase was forty three thousand three seventy four. Um, the death rate thus far. And in the case of the nation, this all started February 5th. We're now up to 205,859 deaths. And let's move on to the world. Um, We've had 33,743,035 cases. That's 0.4%. Not 4%, but point four. So less than a half of 1% of the world's population. Going on, uh, we have had now 1 million deaths, 1,009,593 deaths worldwide. There's a stat here that I believe is accurate uh, where I said we had had uh, 33,743,000 and so on cases. We also, yesterday, have a total of 23,086,985 who have recovered. I know it's a little bit difficult to. Um, absorb this stuff numbers without seeing them and, and having like a graphic in front of you to look at. But I hope that um, what I do each day is appreciated and in the way I do it each day it, it you can sort of picture it. Alright, I brought in a report this morning that was published yesterday last night, I guess. The title is where people, I'm sorry, states where people need loans the most due to coronavirus. Uh, This is a Wallet Hub report. It goes on to say, the coronavirus pandemic has deeply disrupted the U.S. economy. You think?
4: Yeah.
2: It's which nice in eight. turn, which in turn has hurt the incomes of many <clears throat> Americans. Businesses have been forced to lay off workers as they struggle to survive, and even though the job market has showed steady improvement over the past few months, the un- the unemployment rate still sits at eight point four percent. In addition, while all state economies are now at least partially reopened. Spikes in COVID-19 have led some states to delay, to delay moving on to the next stage of reopening or even to close down businesses they previously had allowed to reopen. It will take a long time to reverse the economic done, the economic damage done by the coronavirus especially since congress was unable to pass another stimulus package before the benefits from the first one lapsed consequently many americans need to borrow money to stay afloat all right so with that in mind americans who are having trouble with their finances during the covid 19 pandemic are searching for all sorts of options to relieve the pressure from home equity loans to payday loans all sorts of things however people's interest in getting these types of loans varies from state to state in in order to determine the states where people are searching for loans the most during the pandemic wallet hub compared the 50 states and the district of columbia across four key metrics. These metrics combine internal credit report data with data on Google search increases for three year, I'm sorry, for three loan related terms. I kind of messed that up, but I'm short on time, so I'm going to keep going. Greater interest in getting a loan indicates that more people in the state are struggling to make ends meet it also implies there may be more strain on the state's public assistance programs in the near future and the state may experience a deeper recession than others will so below you can see wallet hubs ranking of the states and the district of columbia along with full description of our methodology okay states where people need loans the most due to COVID-19 pandemic. So they look at um, loan search interest ranking, payday loans search interest ranking, home equity loans search interest ranking, and, and that's basically it. So the state where you need the most help you got a hunch? Uh,
4: I, I was trying to come up with one with some of those guidelines you had there. Um, hmm. I'm going to say
2: Florida. Florida ranks seventh. New York? New York ranks first. So you got in on, on the second try. <clears throat> okay. So New York is the state with the most trouble. Virginia second the state of Washington, 3rd, Pennsylvania, 4th, West Virginia, 5th, Michigan, 6th, Florida, 7th, Oklahoma, 8th, South Carolina, ninth; and Alabama, 10th. I don't need to give all of the states, but I'll pick out a few. And we're going from worst to the better okay I guess I'm not sure I said that right well let's put it in their parlance states where it's they need help the most to states where they need help the least so coming in 12 is Kentucky coming in 19 Ohio okay Now, let's turn the page. Whoops. Where'd it go? Here it is. Um, The District of Columbia, 38th. Hawaii, 41st. Wyoming, 49th. (laughs) In Alaska 51st. We're out of time, aren't we? We'll do more tomorrow. Have a great day. Seventieth year of service to Southeast Ohio,
3: AM970, 970 and 97.1 F M.
2: W
0: A T H
3: F This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage.
5: I'm Cammy McCormick. The latest jobless numbers are better, but the numbers are still high, and economists aren't sure when they'll get better. Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick.
3: A new bankrate survey of economists finds the consensus puts the nation's unemployment rate at a still high 7% a
0: year from now. The airline industry today is bracing for more layoffs and furloughs after Congress failed to agree to more assistance. Here's correspondent Chris Van Cleve. Denisha McCluskey became a flight attendant four years ago. It's a career she loves and thought she'd have until she retired. But today, McCluskey is out of a job because of the pandemic. I'm really scared about where my health will lie um, without having the proper health care. McCluskey reveals her Crohn's disease once nearly killed her and requires regular, costly infusions. When her health insurance runs out, she's not sure what she'll do.
5: And now the CDC has extended the no sale order for the cruise industry. It will be in place until October 31st. CBS News Senior Travel
4: Advisor Peter Greenberg. So does this mean cruise ships will start sailing on November 1st? Not
1: likely. The cruise lines still have to implement comprehensive changes to their procedures. Disinfecting and hygiene policies, boarding and medical testing programs,